Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting. They can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1345, Best Non-Financial Skills and Mindset Traits Which Pay Off in Everyday Life, Part 1, by Monica of missionmoney.co.uk. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is the show where I narrate posts from a wide variety of personal finance blogs. We cover so much on this show from saving to investing to debt reduction and so much more. So thank you for joining me today and every day. And before we get to it, have you subscribed to our other podcasts? We cover personal development, minimalism, health, relationships, entrepreneurship, and life advice on the other shows. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you get your podcasts to find them. But for now, let's get right to it and continue optimizing your life. Best Non-Financial Skills and Mindset Traits Which Pay Off in Everyday Life, Part 1, by Monica of missionmoney.co.uk. I'll be honest with you, my childhood was a good one, but also a pretty rough one. This probably goes for most kids growing up on a working farm. Your parents are always busy, there is seemingly never enough cash, and if you don't do your chores, somebody might actually die. So like it or not, you learn a lot and you learn quickly. In today's article, I'll tell you about some of the more useful skills which have nothing to do with financial literacy, but which save me a bunch of cash in everyday life. Cooking without a recipe. The fun thing about living on a farm is that there's always some food around. But it also means that while there's always food around, you're likely to be missing ingredients that are not grown on the farm, and you might not have the cash to run to the store and buy them. In my case, I've been in the kitchen since I can remember, and I took on everyday cooking for the family as a tween. One of the things I learned pretty early on is that you can make five to six different meals with the same ingredients. For example, if you have some potatoes, a beetroot, an onion, and some carrots, you can make a veggie tray bake a beetroot soup, a potato beetroot gratin with a grated carrot side, just add salt, pepper, and vinegar, or just mayo for the world's simplest side, or even just mashed potatoes with a side of roasted veggies, and since we had chickens, a fried egg for some fat and protein. The idea is simple. What ingredients can you afford, and how many different meals can you make with exactly the same set of base ingredients? I continue this now, making a majority of my meals with very simple, affordable ingredients, and only occasionally I splurge on something fancy. Over the years, I've learned which flavors I like, what I should keep in my pantry, and how to manage a basic ration of carbs, fiber, and protein ratios. Appreciation for clothing. I'm trying to remember an occasion where my parents would buy clothes for me outside of Christmas or birthdays past the age of 14 and I honestly struggled to find any in my memory. This doesn't mean that I had no clothes. Of course, I had things to wear, but it was also my job to take care of my clothing. 
One thing worth pointing out is that I grew up in Poland, a country near bankrupt because of the communism imposed by Russian occupation. And at the time of my adolescence, with one in nine people living below the poverty line. So really, even if you could afford clothes, you'd want to make them last. In order for my clothes to fit properly and look nice, I learned to sew, hem, add or remove buttons and zippers, and operate a sewing machine, courtesy of my maternal grandmother, she had an ancient singer, and a friend who happened to have a sewing machine at home. I also learned promptly which fabrics last in a wash, what's worth spending my hard-earned money on as I started earning my own money at age 12, and what is not. This knowledge and skill set came in particularly handy when I was at university, barely making enough money to pay for food, and clothes just weren't in the budget. If something tore, it would need fixing and not replacing. Now I use these skills to save a few pounds on hemming trousers and skirts, fixing small tears, why does coat lining always tear so easily, and plainly avoiding bad purchases. Respect for everyday objects. In an economy where you have very little choice, you learn to take care of and fix things before you attempt to queue overnight to replace them. You wouldn't throw a bike away just because the chain broke. You'd just fix the chain and take better care of it next time. You wouldn't abandon a bucket just because there was a hole in it. You'd either fix the hole or use it for things which aren't liquid. Learning to respect items for the function they fulfill, learning to take care of things that belong to me, and remembering that it's usually more affordable and less wasteful not only results in me having a nice house, it also results in me keeping a lot of money in my pocket. Example, my sofa is close to 10 years old, but it's in great condition. I spend a lot of time on it, but I make sure that if I drop anything, which might stain or spill some wine over it, which is a rare occasion I try to drink at the table, I get it sorted right away. It's the same for everything else I own. I use it, but I try to go easy on it. It might be why if I resell a handbag or an electronic, they're always at A grade and fetching a good price. If I'm giving something away, people think it's near new. And if I keep things, they look and work well for a long time. Ability to paint walls, unblock drains, and spot house problems early. You'll hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled Best Non-Financial Skills and Mindset Traits Which Pay Off in Everyday Life by Monica of missionmoney.co.uk. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com OFD. Again, that's gusto.com OFD. 
I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. I love the perspective that Monica brings to this post. She had to be resourceful out of necessity in her past, and she's putting those skills to great use today. There's a real undertone of gratitude here. She's appreciative of what she has, and so she takes care of her belongings, and in turn, they last longer. I also love the advice to focus on versatile ingredients when cooking. One thing I always have in the house is potatoes. I make roasted or baked potatoes, mashed potatoes, or potato pancakes. They're also great in omelets, stews, and even salads. A great way to shake up meals is to experiment with different seasonings and sauces. I, for one, make my own mayo and use it on sandwiches or mix in sriracha or balsamic vinegar to make sauces that I often serve over different proteins. The possibilities are endless, my friends. And that should do it for today. Have a happy rest of your day and a great weekend if you're listening in real time. And I'll see you on the Sunday show tomorrow where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.